You are listening to the Ortho Idea Podcast, where we bring you the newest trends in orthopedic technology. Tune in for engaging interviews with medical device executives, surgeons, and surprise special guests discussing new disruptive technology in the marketplace. Here is your host, Eric Anderson. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into the Ortho Idea Podcast. My name is Eric Anderson. I'll be your host today. And today I have the distinct honor of having the CEO of Novastep, Vadim Gurovich, on the podcast. And he's going to talk about Novastep and some of the other projects that he's working on and some fantastic innovative technologies that they're bringing to the marketplace. So without further ado, Vadim, how are you today? Hey, Eric. I'm doing well. Thank you for inviting me for, to talk this morning. Absolutely. Well, I thank you for coming on. And I wanted to obviously touch base where you talked you know, several times before this, but bring you on the podcast and talk about what you're doing with at Novastep and some of the technologies. And if you if you would just kind of talk a little bit about the beginnings of Novastep and all the and we can delve into the other projects you're working on as well. Yeah, no problem. Novastep was started six years ago in a partnership with a French entity, also Novastep. I have a partner based in France. His name is Greg Gladell. Greg Liddell formerly was running the engineering team for MMI in Europe. The company was known as Memo Metal Technologies. I had the pleasure of purchasing and integrating Memo Metal Technologies at Stryker, and that's how I got to know Greg. Greg, at one point, uh, decided to exit the company, Stryker Orthopedics, and he left to, in search for better projects. At one point, uh, we met in Paris and we decided together that we would like to start a Funeco company. The way it is structured, Greg runs everything outside of the United States, Novastep SAS, and I run everything inside the United States, Novastep Inc. So we're both CEOs of Novastep. Fast forward six years, we have brought to the market differentiated plating systems, hammer toe devices, staples, and more recently, we've been focusing on MIS bunion surgery where we are the market leader in keyhole bunion surgery in the United States, Australia, and in France. That has really pushed the company forward to such a degree where Novastep today in the United States is seen through the prism of our bunion solutions, specifically our Pika implants, and more recently, Centralock bunion system. We are taking an approach going forward where we will be adding new products to that focus with the idea where we want to be differentiated by having reproducible results via a a suite of jigs where we want to make sure that any surgeon that wants to do keyhole surgery can do it in reproducible manner using jigs, targeters, what have you. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Well, that's very exciting. Do you see the marketplace going to, and and obviously you must because of the technology you bring to the marketplace, but the MIS is going to be the focus moving forward? Yeah, it's interesting to watch in the last two and a half, three years, AOFIS in particular, the orthopedic side of Funankel, has taken a very specific turn towards MIS, where Four or five years ago, you would ask someone in the orthopedic community to do keyhole surgery through minimally invasive techniques. They would laugh at you and say, this is crazy. Fast forward to now, it's gone 
so involved where orthopedic surgeons are pushing it in fellowships. Orthopedic surgeons are training almost everywhere. It originally started in Europe. This whole keyhole MIS surgery came into the United States through Wright Medical, I think uh, four or five years ago. And then since then has accelerated with us being one of the beneficiaries. If you look at the bunion surgery altogether, obviously it falls into, in my opinion, three core categories going forward. There's a portion of the market that is focused on lapidus. And you have to give some credit to John Treese and Treese Medical pushing lapoplasty. The second, third is the open procedures, which has always, always been going on. And the third, increasingly, is this push for MIS. So I believe that in two to three years, the market will be majority either lapidus, and I would say this is where Treese is going, or the market is going to go into MIS, keyhole, percutaneous approach. And then the, the last open market where historically everything was, is going to be continue to shrink. So we believe our runway here is, is very strong to be competitive into the future as uh, Nova stuff. Gotcha. And what, what are the names of the platforms and the, the products that you are, you're developing in the MIS space? So we have a Pika system, which is a very specific screws. We call them Pika implants together with targeting jigs that will allow you to do percutaneous surgery with the targeters together. And then the second system, we have a central lock bunion system, which is a less invasive or smaller incision than you would have as opposed to the open approach. And then we have a third system we're working on, which will be taking our Pika screws and taking it to the lapidus. So in our eyes, we want to answer every surgeon needs in every single setting, utilizing keyhole, minimally invasive surgery techniques. Gotcha. Well, that's very exciting for sure. Yeah, you obviously, and you're developing these new technologies and some of the, your legacy platforms. Do you participate in the external fixation market at all? Indeed, we do. We are one of the few startups in the space to have a comprehensive circular external fixation portfolio, specifically through our fusion frame system. It's a classic Elazara frame that we have slowly added on to. And our objective is to continue to add on to the system. We don't believe in software. We don't believe in uh, having a deformity correction being done through fusion frame. But at the same time, we do believe in having circular fixation being offered to foot surgeons. My observation of foot in foot specifically as it relates to circular fixation is that over the last 10 years, companies, whether it's Stryker, Synthes, or what have you, have been focusing on software, Smith & Nephew, with Taylor Spatial Frame, and high ASPs. And what you're seeing is erosion of hospitals wanting to support circular fixation. To be specific, an average ASP for circular fixation currently in, in a lot of places is north of $20,000. And in podiatry in particular, a lot of facilities are starting to refuse the physicians to use their systems. Our answer from Novastep via Fusion Frame is we would like to do a couple things. One, we don't want to charge $20,000. We want to average between, say, 10 to 15 
and sometimes less, number one. Number two, because there's been this focus on high ASP, the classic circular fixation companies, Smith & Nephew, again, Stryker, they are not teaching podiatrists in particular proper techniques. The education is no longer there. As a matter of fact, if you ask a podiatrist who has been out in the practice three to five years, do they know how to do proper Elazarov techniques? The answer is no. They've always been focusing on how to drive more struts, how to drive software. They really don't know how to do proper X-fix. Where Novastep comes in is, one, we're not offering you all these software bells and whistles. We're offering you education. We train you how to do proper Elazarov technique. And then two, we don't break the bank to the facilities. We believe that's a niche that is overlooked versus other companies. And that's an offering that Novastep currently does. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you bring that up because what we are seeing in the marketplace as well as, as this shift is, well, it, it's happening to ASC type environments that external fixation obviously will start happening more and more in those environments. And there's, there's an eye on cost consciousness, of course. So it's going to be interesting when you see that, I'm sure in your business, you're seeing the ASC shift happen. What's your opinion on that? Well, the ACs fall into two categories, right? It's a hospital-owned ACs and then privately-owned ACs. But either or, the price pressure is there. The days when you can offer a premium widget, premium implant with premium features, I think is over. I think going forward, companies need to realize that because of the shift to ACs, you're going to have to offer cost savings somewhere. From Novastep perspective and other companies I'm involved in, it is our strong belief that anything we engineer, anything that we work on has to be cost competitive. Cost competitive from manufacturing perspective. It does not mean we're making things in China because that's where people usually go or in some third world country. It means that we're looking at the manufacturing techniques surrounding the implant and how can we manufacture and design something that costs less than the previous generation and yet has more features. That is the future. Absolutely. And it's very interesting you bring that up because I have talked to people within Novastep and and the organization about that, some of the key, some really innovative manufacturing ideas that you have at not only Novastep, but then you also mentioned some of the other companies that you're involved with. So if you can kind of talk about that a little bit, that'd be great. Sure. Novastep has an exclusive distribution agreement with a company called Carbon22. Carbon22 is a company that I'm also involved with. Carbon22 was started a number of years ago as a partnership between Keith Wapner out of University of Pennsylvania, Thomas Lee out of Columbus in Ohio, and Lowell Jr. out of Chicago. And their premise was, as I've been describing, how to design implants that cost less to manufacture. The first product that Carbon22 was working on was a cannulated screw system that has a feature where you can see through the implant. So it's essentially a combination of titanium, thin wall titanium with injection molded peak over it. The product is called Creed Cannulated Screws. That product was launched by Novastep as an exclusive distribution company for Carbon22 this past January. And one of the things surrounding this product outside of the 
what we call ortholucency seeing through the implant is the cost of manufacturing. We are experiencing cost savings surrounding the manufacturing technology, roughly 30 to 40% versus your typical titanium milling process. And so if anyone knows how implants are made, you put titanium block on a milling machine, you mill it down. And then when you mill it down, there's a lot of waste. And this is process has been going on for the last hundred years with carbon 22 and Creed screws in particular, a lot of this waste has been taken out of the equation because you utilize injection molding, whether it's injection molding of the peak over the titanium or the thin-walled titanium where you can get it off the shelf for very cheap. Well, that's exciting because I can tell you, I have seen the Creed screws. I've held them in my hand. It's one of the most interesting screws I've ever put in my hand. It's obviously a lighter screw, but at the same time, when you look at these x-rays with Creed, they are ortholucent. And I mean, you know, and I know that you just launched in January, but they're a very interesting, innovative product for sure. Yeah. And behind all of this, we're utilizing inside Carbon 22, the same technology for other implants. Next up is plating line. We're in the process of filing our 510K this next, next month, which will in turn take the plating world upside down, so to speak, because there's been two technologies out and about. There's been plates made out of titanium forever. And there's been a few companies that have been trying to manufacture carbon fiber and or peak plates to the market. I don't need to talk about titanium so much because everyone knows titanium plates. But when you look at carbon fiber plates and the few few companies that brought it to the market, there's some interesting things. One, it's, they're 100% radiolucent plates, which is great on, on some level. On the other hand, they're 100% radiolucent. You don't know where the plate is at. Utilizing our ortholucent technology from Creed Screws, we've been able to combine, again, titanium and peak together, where on an x-ray, you will be able to see where the plate is at, but yet you can will be able to see through the plate. And then in addition to all of this, we also wanted to make sure that the plate is contourable. You can bend it, unlike if it's a pure carbon fiber plate, you cannot bend it. And plus, if you want to get the same strength, you need to have a very thick plate versus what we're have created is the same thickness as your typical titanium plates. I digress, but this technology through Carbon 22 is extremely exciting for us. And Novastep is looking forward to commercializing all of this over next months. Well, that's very exciting. I think it's going to change the dynamics of plating. Would you say that these plates, and not to divulge too much, I know you're going to go with your 510K, would you say that these plates have similar thickness to the now titanium plates on the market? They have similar thickness, thin profile. So we don't expect the physician to change their technique. We don't expect them to change the thickness. So we've taken our engineering time to develop this where it's equivalence to titanium plating that everyone is used to. Very exciting. We'll all keep an eye out that on for that for the future. And maybe once it's fully commercialized and launched, maybe we'll have you come back on and talk about the successes it's having for sure. Is there anything else here? You mentioned some companies you're involved with. Anything else you'd like to discuss? Yeah. So if Novastep is the Funakel entree to the market, 
Carbon 22 is some of the engineering work that I'm working on in the background to help Novastep commercialize. I've observed a number of trends in the market over the last five to 10 years. One is the surgeon side of things. So most surgeons historically have worked with large companies working on developing products through royalties. That's increasingly has gone by the wayside as there's been a consolidation. So there's been a lot of frustration from the surgeon community, how to innovate and how to bring products to the market faster. My answer has been to develop something called GLW Medical Innovation, which is a a company, again, with Keith Wapner, Tom Lee, and Lowell Jr., where we put together a company that allows to incubate other companies and where we utilize the connections with the surgeon community in orthopedics to make sure that we can bring it to the market. Carbon 22 is actually one of the GLW companies. There's an, another company underneath GLW Medical Innovation. It's called Altier Trauma, which is our answer to trauma needs and specifically on hip fractures, hip fracture nailing. Altier has developed a next generation hip fracture nail system utilizing similar technology to create similar technology I've been describing for the plates and foot and ankle, except this technology has applications for trauma and hip fracture nails in particular. In our estimate, this is the first next generation nailing system to hit the market in well over 10 years. So GLW is something that I've been working on for a number of years, specifically to answer the wants and needs of the surgeons. Then there's another trend that I've seen on top of everything else. It's a trend of consolidation with the companies. Everyone knows about it in orthopedics, which leaves independent sales reps, sales distributors in the lurch. So say you pick up a line, you push the line forward, you do great sales, and then the company comes an object of acquisition from a strategic, whether it's Zimmer, Stryker, Smith & Nephew, what have you, and everything you worked at for the last you know, three, four years, all of a sudden you lose the line, you, you lose an income, what to do? And it's been accelerating recently. You know, if you're in the Funeco world, all of a sudden, right medical has been sold to striker. If you are in hip and knees, there's been consolidation there too. Trauma is, for all intents and purposes, in my opinion, is a duopoly between striker and synthes, J&J synthes. So what to do? One of our concepts is something what we call a group sales organization. And a group sales organization is a company called Innovate Orthopedics, where I am working with a network of independent sales distributors across the country where I link everyone together under an umbrella company. And then if before you were signing an agreement individually with a company, here you're signing up as a group, a GSO, group sales organization, with a company for national distribution. So what does that do? It allows you to start gaining upper hand in the contracting business versus strikers of the world. So today, if you have a striker in a hospital, it's very tough to compete with these 80-20 contracts. And the hospitals are always saying to you, well, you know, Striker can offer us, and I'm using Striker as an example here, can offer us everything we need under the sun, and you have one product. With Innovate and uh, Group Sales Organization concept, GSO, we're trying to 
take the small guys, the small startups, and let's just say we go across orthopedics, have 10 companies in, under one umbrella. All of a sudden, when we meet the hospital, we are able to compete as a group, strengthen numbers versus the strikers of the world. So this is a project that I'm actively involved in and strongly believe in that I believe that the next 10 years is going to be a huge fight, small players against the big players and innovate is going to be the solution, how to stand up to strikers of the world. That is uh, extremely, pardon the pun, innovative about innovate because yes, that is as independent out there and medical device brokers, which some in the marketplace call themselves, it is, it happens every year. It's something you have to build into your business plan. When you look at, you know, different lines that are out there, do you look and say, okay, which ones are going to be sold this year? Because it happens and you have to be prepared for that. So it's a truly an innovative concept. And thank you for describing that. And that's, it's going to be interesting moving forward because these hospitals and IDNs have created this environment of this, like you said, this you know, sole provider or dual source and things of that nature, which really, truly, in the end, hurts the hospital because you're locking in legacy technology that's 20 years old and you're paying top premium price for it. And I actually had a long conversation with somebody, with the CFO of a hospital that understands that and they're going to change it. So it's going to be, but unfortunately right now, that's that, you know, they, I don't think a lot of them think that way. And I think the ones that are going to be you know, innovative will think that way. Yeah, the crazy part, the government is doing nothing about it, right? So the, right. the government is allowing consolidation in orthopedics because that's the space I play in. And this consolidation is playing out at the hospitals where the hospitals are blocking innovation all of a sudden. And the reason for blocking innovation historically has been uh, price. But I just told you a few minutes ago, everything I do is price appropriate because I have, have re-engineered the manufacturing. And yet these hospitals are saying I cannot sell to them because they have these 80-20 contracts. My opinion is binding together multiple startups under one umbrella is the only answer to all of this. Because otherwise, in, if we don't push back, I have strong opinions of this. Sure. If we don't push back, all the small players, all these small distributors are going to go away by the wayside because there's no way to compete. So yep. what I'm actively trying to do is put together a program where we, as small innovative startups, small innovative sales agents across the country, bind together and push back on these big players. Uh, I think it's a fantastic idea and it's one that I think several people will be interested in for sure. So... Well, Vadim, I'll tell you what, we have had gone over quite a few things and obviously different ventures that you're you're in. So I want to thank you very much for coming on today. If anybody wants more information, what's the easiest way to find that out? You can definitely go to Novastep website, novastep.life. If you want to learn more about Innovate, go to innovateortho.com. It's I-N-N-O-V-8 ortho.com. If you want to know, learn more about the technology and some of the things I'm doing with the surgeons, go to glwmed.com. So three specific websites, you can reach out through those websites. Everything bubbles up to me one way or the other. 
Well, again, thank you, Vadim. Appreciate your time today. And thank you for talking about some really exciting things that you're doing and happening in the marketplace. Thanks, Eric. Thanks. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Ortho Idea podcast. If you would like to learn more about the technologies discussed, please visit www.orthoidea.com.